Good morning, church. I'm excited for you to join me for a new message today. I feel like it's been a while, but I'm excited to get back together with you. Got some things coming. We got some prayer walks, some serving opportunities coming out that we'll be letting you know about here pretty soon. Uh, but today we're going to be in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 21. I'm excited for today's message. Um, I think, you know, just like children who are always ready to grow up, all of us want to grow in ways that are beneficial. And I pray today's word would be, man, refreshing, that it will be sharpening you in ways that you didn't even know that you needed. Today's message is called Press On. Because to experience God like we never had before is going to take faith like we never had before. And to attain it, to capture it, um, to have it, we're going to have to keep moving forward even when it feels like we're getting stuck in the mud. And so, man, let me pray and then we'll jump right into reading God's word and, and man, just asking him to speak to us. And so, Father, we just thank you uh, for always looking to spend time with us and, and to sharpen us and Man, just speak into our lives and just help us, uh, man, be more like you and just experience your goodness. And uh, there's too many things that are fighting for our attention or our time and it's trying to distract us from you. And so, Lord, I just pray right now that we would steady our hearts and our minds and we would just align with you right now. And Holy Spirit, that you would speak to us in a way uh, that we would receive it. Um, but we are walking out of here sharpened. And so we just thank you, Lord. We love you. Come spend time with us right now. And uh, man, just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Philippians chapter 3. Uh, let's dive right in. Starting at verse 12 says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize from which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you, but we must hold on to the progress we've already made. Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. For I've told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, that there are many who conduct, whose conduct shows they really are enemies of the cross of Christ. They're headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things, and they think only about this life here on earth. But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly awaiting for Him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into the glorious bodies like his own, using the same power with which he will bring everything under his control. Mm. Press on. Press on, right? So as you think about this, and just as I was reading this, I really felt like God was saying, look, one of the keys to pressing on when you're feeling stuck, when you're trying to grow, when you're trying to move forward, is understanding that all growth happens moving forward. All growth always growth always happens moving forward. Not all growth, but growth always happens moving forward. And in verse 12, it says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. You see, it's hard to press on when you don't believe that you have anywhere to go, that to press on to. And this is what I mean. Growing up, 
I really was like, you know what? If I move out of Lubbock, man, that's that's going to be my goal. That sounds good. And then as I got older, I was like, I really need to just move out the hood. I get out the hood. I'll be satisfied. I'm good. I'll be content. I don't need nothing else. And some of us have that attitude of we quit pressing on believing that we've already arrived to where God wants us to be. And the danger of that thinking is the moment that we believe we arrived is the moment that we've taken the steering wheel from God and we've thrown it in the back seat. And it stops our growth. It keeps us from being sharpened. Uh, man, it keeps us from being prepared for the things that's going to get thrown our direction. It limits what God is trying to do in our life. And then it influences those who are around us and they end up following suit, copying what we've done. And I don't know how your driving skills are, but my wife Desiree will tell you that I'm not the best option, okay? Uh, we need God to, to be walking with us in his life and understand that all of us, no matter how long we've been walking with the Lord, no matter how long we've been living, uh, man, all of us are a work in progress. And so that means at the end of the day, none of us have arrived. None of us have achieved a place of being able to say, you know what, I've, I made it. Uh, we always should be pressing on and moving forward um, because that's the danger of thinking that we're, we're good is that we're like, yeah, you know what? I'm already at a good spot. I don't, I don't really need to read right now. I don't really need to fast. Or I don't really need to pray. Or I don't really need to, you know, we have that attitude of I don't need to. And it's going to keep us from the things that we should be doing. And when we arrive to the understanding of, man, we need to keep moving forward. Man, it's going to help us stay in close relationship with Jesus, who's going to help transform us and grow our faith. And man, it's going to help others do the same around us. So that's what we got to watch out for, right? Verse 13 and 14, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Hmm. I like that. You see, you can't focus on what lies ahead if you keep looking at what you've left behind. Okay, let me say that again. You can't focus on what lies ahead, the things that you're supposed to be working towards, if you keep looking at what you've left behind, too many times our focus is way off to where it needs to be. And you might be like, well, can't you learn from your past? Yes, you can. Or don't I need to go and work through some of the, the trauma and things that I've experienced in the past? Well, you probably do. But you need to understand that there's a time and a place for all these things. Um, and as you grow in your relationship with Jesus and you grow moving forward and you grow in maturing, those things are naturally going to come to a crossroad to take place. Uh, but we got to know when's the right time to go back and explore those things and not just always feel like, oh, I need to go right now and go back. We have to learn that if we go back too often, we're going to end up getting stuck there and missing where we're supposed to be moving forward. And it's hard to move forward if all your time and all your energy is used going backwards, going back to the past. And Paul's saying, look, I want you to start with this one focus, this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. He's saying, look, you need to understand Jesus gave you a, a target to aim for. And we're all in this race. And eventually all this race is going to come to an end. But we should all constantly be moving forward. Because what? Remember, we're all a work in progress, right? So we should all be moving forward, making progress. And when we focus on one thing, man, then we'll be able to be more effective. And you might be like, well, I'm a multitasker. I could do multiple things. That's not a big problem. Well, when it comes to doing this walk with Jesus, you need to have a singular focus because that means your focus is more concentrated and it's going to allow God to do a lot more through that act of obedience or what he's putting in front of you um, than you trying to do multiple things at one time. 
some I've said somebody say it all the time, like, you know, you could be doing multiple things and not getting anything done. Or, you know, you could be looking like you you could be running in place, moving, you could be busy and not getting nowhere. And so when we are our our minds and all these energies and all these things are are shifted to the past, it's gonna keep us from going to the future and into the things that lie ahead. So he's saying, hey man, forget the past for now. Just focus on what's ahead of you and keep pressing forward. And those things that you need to work through back then, I mean, you'll get to when it's the right time. Because growth always happens when you're moving forward and all these things, right? Second thing I really feel like God was speaking is, man, without a target, our aim is always going to be off. In verse 15, it says, let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you. This is important because not everyone is going to agree and see what God has revealed to you. And it's okay because at the end of the day, uh, when every one of us, every believer is allowing God to be our teacher, um, everything is always going to line up with this truth and his word. And we'll get to that understanding. We'll get to what he was trying to tell us. And as we grow and mature, it's going to make sense. Um, and it's not always our job to step in and to be trying to prove a point and make a point, be blue in the face, be arguing with other brothers and sisters um, that don't understand what we're talking about. We have to understand, OK, we're all on different walks. There's all different levels that we're at spiritually and God knows what he's doing. And so something that he's revealed to you, that he's gave you understanding, uh, maybe that person that you're trying to talk to and have the conversation, they don't understand because they're not in that place to receive it just yet. So be kind, be loving, be patient with them the same way that God is with you. And when it's the right time, understanding will be granted. But just remember, different levels of maturity brings different levels of understanding. And just because, you know, God has revealed something to you doesn't mean that everybody else is always going to receive it or understand it. Because it, it might be just for you at that time. And so, you know, when you understand that, when you have this target, it's going to keep you from having the wrong things and aiming at the wrong place. You say, okay, you know what? It's cool. I understand what God spoke to me. You don't get it, man. Hopefully we can come to an understanding later on as we both mature and move forward. Verse 16, he says, but we must hold on to the progress that we've already made. We must hold on to the progress we already made. This is why it's important because the enemy loves to create doubt. He loves us to question everything and he longs for us to stay in a place of confusion and being misguided. Because when he does so, he's going to prevent us from fulfilling God's plans and being used for his kingdom. And you can look back as early as in Genesis uh, when God created Adam and Eve. And they're in the Garden of Eden, right? And the serpent comes to Eve and, he's t and he tells Eve, like, oh, you can't eat from all these trees? And Eve's like, no, we can eat from any of them. We just can't eat from that one. And he's like, I thought you could do anything. Like, God just doesn't want you to be like him. Like, he starts creating doubt in, in her mind. And it led to the fall and it led to the sin. It led to all these crazy things. But we're the same way. Because the enemy is always trying to create doubt and, and mistrust between us and God. And because he wants to stop our progress and what God is doing in our life. And then what happens when we allow him to see is it doesn't matter how much progress we made. We're going to feel like it's not enough. We're going to feel like we can't break free from our struggles. And we end up holding on to the very thing that Jesus has already freed us from. And we start preventing our own progress. So Jesus and Paul are saying, look, man, you got to celebrate the small victories. you got to hold on to them. Because for one, God is deserving of all the praise, right, of all the things he's doing in your life. But whenever you hold on to these things and you reflect on them, you're going to end up 
praising God, worshiping God more. But then you're going to see, like, you know what? Oh, man, like it's going to bring it's going to bring encouragement into your life uh, in a moment that you need it. And that's going to be the foundation to build upon. It's going to help you avoid setbacks. It's going to help you uh, increase your endurance for when the storms come. And when you try to rush that process, all you're really doing is slowing your progress. So you don't want to do that, right? You want to hold on to these things because they're going to help you build. So be patient. Be be grateful. Hold on to the victories. Celebrate them things because it shows God's faithfulness and it shows that you're moving forward even though sometimes it feels like you're not getting anything accomplished. Uh, but it gives you a target, right? And, and it allows you to make sure that you're focused and you're being efficient and effective. Verse 17, he says, Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. Paul saying already said that he wasn't perfect, right? So you're like, well, why ain't gonna follow him? He's already said this. No, man, he really, he's really trying to get our attention is, is to understand that we become what we follow. We become what we follow. And the habits that we have now can be linked to patterns in our life that have shaped us. Um, and when those patterns have come from places that are not Jesus, then they're always going to have a negative impact on our life. So if right now you're in a season where you're just struggling and it's, it's really hard, Paul's saying, look, man, you can find encouragement. You can find strength from looking at your brothers and sisters that are walking with the Lord. And that's going to bring some life and that's going to help you keep pushing forward uh, whenever you feel like you can't do it right when you're struggling to do so. He's saying, look, man, follow an example. You're not the only one that has these problems. You're not the only one that has these struggles. Look at your brother and sister and, and allow and see how God is working in their life and how he's still working in their life because the same is true for you. And that's important because we all need that. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, often I hear people like, man, you know, that's so awesome what God has done in your life. And I'm like, it is. But you got to understand this took 33 years to get to this place of having healthy habits and patterns in my life with the Lord. This was not no overnight process for me. This didn't just happen in an instant. It took a long journey to get to where I'm at. And I'm really just scratching the surface. And one thing that's always helped me and encouraged me along the way is by looking at other people's examples, how they walk with the Lord and how God has been faithful to them and, and how they have been, had their struggles, but they lean on God. has gave me hope and has gave me uh, man, just even, man, wisdom that they learn in the process to, to hold on to and to move forward in my own. And so I say that for you, man. If you're struggling, man, just talk to a brother and sister about that. Ask for wisdom of how they've experienced maybe something similar and how God revealed something to help them press forward. Um, because he will. He will use that. Um, he will use the body to be together and, and to help you move forward. And we all need that, uh, right? The third thing is this. Truth doesn't change. The truth doesn't change. Verse 18, he says, For I've told you often before, and I say it again with tears in my eyes, there are many who con whose conduct shows that they're really enemies of the cross. Mm. The truth never changes. And that statement is, is so true um, just in that verse. Because if somebody tells you something repeatedly, for one, we need to pay attention, right? It's something we can't miss. But it's also going to become something that we shouldn't be surprised to, but should expect. And when people reveal who they are repeatedly, right, they keep showing you time and time again exactly who they are. Then we need to believe them for that because the truth isn't going to change. And I see it and I hear about it a lot 
where people are telling me about a situation with a person. Uh, they're telling me in the past they kept doing the same thing. And then later on, they tell me how they did it again and how they were surprised by it. Church, when God brings something to the light, when he's revealing truth, he's doing so, so we'll have understanding, we'll become aware, but we won't be surprised by it, right? So if someone has shown themselves to be a liar, when we'll expect them to be a liar. If someone has shown themselves to be uh, faithful, well then expect them to be dependable. We have to quit putting unreal expectations on other people's realities, okay? Yes, God could do a work through somebody else and people, he could change them. But until they've shown that to be the case, man, we need to expect people to be exactly who they've shown themselves to be because the truth isn't going to change. And Paul's saying, man, even in the church, not everyone who claims to be a believer is actually going to be just like that. So be careful who you associate with. And you've probably experienced this where you've had people that quote the scripture, people that go to church, and then you see their words, you see their actions, and you're like, and you follow Jesus because you don't look nothing like Jesus. You look like all the things that he says to watch out and not be. That sound familiar? We have to be mindful of that in ourselves as well. Man, expect the truth not to change. And the same is true for us. If we want to look at the truth of our situation, of who we are, well, just look at your life. Look at your patterns. And it's going to reveal the truth because it's not going to change. So don't be surprised. Uh by other people whenever they keep repeatedly showing you who they are. The truth isn't going to change. Expect them to be that. Verse 19, it says, They are headed for destruction. Their God is their appetite. They brag about shameful things. And then they think only about this life here on earth. Think about things on this life on earth. I'm all backwards here today. Tongue tied. <laughs> He's saying, look, man, one way you could tell who people are and what they're about is by what they speak and how they live their life because it reflects what they desire and who they follow. And to them, a lot of times, the things that they do and say, it seems harmful, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but they don't realize the path that it's leading them on and how it's really going to create something that's going to push them away from God. Because it doesn't take much room for any of us um, to give the enemy a, a door, right, a, a crack in the door that he's going to come plowing in and he's going to try to throw us off and when we allow them to, it ain't going to take long before we realize, that, like, dang, I can't even recognize myself. Like, I don't even understand how I was walking so close with the Lord. And now, man, it, it seems like a year that I ain't even read my Bible. Well, that happens whenever we crack the door open and we're not paying attention to the what the truth is telling us even about ourselves. And that's why even when you read about the Word of God and people are like, well, Jesus, how can I follow you? What did Jesus tell them? He was basically saying, look, you got to die to yourself. You got to stop there. Because if we don't make Jesus our Savior, if we don't make God our King every day, if we don't pick up our cross dailies, uh, then naturally we're going to try to replace Him with ourselves. And we're going to try to be our own ruler. We're going to be trying to save ourselves. And that's not good for any of us, right? That's not going to help us. That's going to lead us to our own destruction whenever we fill that role. In verse 20 and 21, it says, But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives, and we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak and mortal bodies and change them to the glorious bodies which like his own, using the same power for which he will bring everything under his control. Mm. Like I says, we're citizens of heaven. Meaning, yes, I understand I live on earth, but I need to understand where I come from, and I represent my home. 
And until my ride comes to pick me up and take me home, I need to be represented the right way. Um, because we got to understand this world that we live in, it's never going to be perfect. Um, it's never going to be without issues until Jesus comes. And so, yes, it's good to stand up for truth and it's good to do God's will while we're here. But we also need to understand this is in heaven and this isn't always going to be perfect. And this isn't always going to be all, uh, you know, mountaintop living, right? And yes, God's going to give us a glimpse. Um, but no matter how much we do, at the end of the day, we're all still going to be in need of a Savior. And Jesus is still going to have to come and close up shop and, and, and handle everything. So truth remains the same. No matter the person, no matter the situation, no matter the time in our life. The truth of the matter is, we're called to be citizens of heaven and reflect Him on this earth and represent Him. And we can find out how we're doing uh, by looking at the things that we speak and the way that we live. But it also could reveal the truth about other people um, that we cross paths with. Um, because we can expect the truth to never change and the truth to always reveal itself. And so my challenge for all of us for this week, after hearing all of these things, is to keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. We have to understand that we are all a work in progress, and it's going to take us moving forward to continue to grow. And doing nothing or being stuck in the past is going to keep us off our path. We have to learn what our targets are, and we have to be focused and then we have to attack them, right? We got to follow through. We got to do them. And so I would encourage you to get you a journal, um, something to take notes in. So every time that you have a prayer and God's answered your prayer, you can write that. You can go back and see how God is working in your life. But you can praise him. You can hold on to those victories. You can build on them. Um, but also just the things that he's teaching you and he's trying to show you so you can reflect it and just see your journey. Um, but also, you're probably going to have people that be like, man, how did you get to this or how did you do that? And now you have some substance that you could go and share some wisdom of things that God has given you. Because um, we want to celebrate everything, right? Because God deserves to be praised in everything in our lives, the ups and downs. And then we want to hold on to this, what has been true and shown to us and not get caught up with people or things that are relevant um, to what God is telling us or asking of us. Because we're citizens of heaven. So we need to represent him. So I want to, you know, tell you, encourage you to keep pressing on. Three P's that can help you along with the journaling is prayer, make a plan, persevere. Prayer, make a plan, persevere. Three P's to help you keep pressing on. Because when we pray, we stay in communication with our Father. So we can stay aligned with him. We can have understanding. He can speak to us. We can have direction. We can know exactly what our target is. When we plan, we're going to be more effective. We're not going to just be aiming at a bunch of things and, and missing at everything. We're going to have a focus that's going to help us be more successful. And when we persevere, we can trust and walk in faith, knowing that, hey, you know what? God's going to prune me. He's going to sharpen me in this process. And he's going to be faithful to help me get this done. So that is my prayer and hope for all of you today, including myself, that we would keep pressing on. But I love you. Let me pray. And I'll close this out. Father, I just thank you for your word and just how you use it um, to speak life and situation and, and to be a light even when we find ourselves in darkness. Lord, I pray for all of us that we would stay in communication of talking with you, um, that we would record these things so that way we could celebrate your victories, uh, so we could worship you even deeper, so we could, man, just display your love in this world and bring encouragement to our brothers and sisters. Um, but also to help us plan and to grow and to move forward 
I'm always growing closer to you, representing you in the way that you have asked of us, and man, allowing other people to experience a glimpse of your love and a glimpse of what's to come. So Father, we just thank you. We love you. Um, just need your help though, Lord. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, church, I love y'all. God bless y'all. I pray this encouraged you. I'm kind of hyped off this coffee, so I hope it wasn't too fast. Um, but until next time, I'll see y'all later. Have a great week. Got prayer requests? Let me know. And be on the lookout for ways to serve, to pray, and join us. Love y'all.